Hello, hello. Hello. My name is Allie. My pronouns are she, her. And I am Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season three, episode five of Tabula Rasa, bitches. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we'll be discussing season three, episode five, Homecoming. And before we jump into that summary, we would like to ask you kindly to review our show if you are enjoying it. You know, wherever you listen, uh, or if you just want to pop over to Apple Podcasts, throw a review over there. It's really, really helpful. And also what's helpful is sharing. If you are enjoying the show, you want others to enjoy it, share it with a friend. Send them a link, send them a Spotify or YouTube link, whatever. That really helps. Word of mouth is huge for discovering podcasts because, you know, there's a lot of them out there. So we would appreciate that. Thank you. On my Tinder profile, Allie, one of my prompts is message me if you're obsessed with da, 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 da. And I obviously wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I'm just saying, I'm gotten, I've gotten some notes about it. So the Buffy love is out there, Allie. Oh, that's awesome. I similarly got some Buffy love because I just started working at Old Navy and they have a cork board with everybody's like little about me. It's kind of like being back in fifth grade. And <laughs> you have to say like five fun facts about you. And one of mine is I have a Buffy rewatch podcast and someone came in, was like, you, you're Allie, you have a Buffy podcast. And they were just like so excited. They like geek out to me every time they see me. And I, I feel that we were just talking before we started recording about making friends and I totally feel that when you're like, I've been starved of geeks. Where are the geeks? Know, so when right? you find one, you just like, ah. Oh, man, having a community is a <laughs> glorious thing. Okay. I'm going to jump into the episode summary. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode. But today we will discuss this episode, spoilers and all. When I get to the hot take section, I'm going to be particularly mindful about that spoilers. I do have a hot take in mind, Allie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Competition is in the air at Sunnydale High, where winning the homecoming crown is the most important thing on the agenda. After getting dumped by Scott and made fun of by Cordelia, Buffy decides to unleash the prom queen within and run against Cordy for homecoming queen. Buffy seeks the help of her friends, but Xander and Willow are helping Cordelia out of guilt for having secretly shared a kiss. On the night of the homecoming dance... Yeah, it's not great. It's not, not the best. not the best moment. Uh, on the night of the homecoming dance, Buffy's friends put Buffy and Cordelia in the same limo, hoping they'll make up. Instead, Cordelia ends up in Faith's place in Mr. Trick's Slayer Fest 98, where the two Slayers were to be hunted down for sport. Buffy and Cordelia work together to stop Slayer Fest, arriving at the dance just in time to find that there was a tie for homecoming queen between two of the other contestants. Rough. The summary was adapted from Buffy Guide. Shout out to them. Wow, Allie. So this is an iconic uh, episode for a lot of reasons. Lots of reasons. Yeah. yeah. So when this came up, I had a gut feeling of like, ugh, this episode. And I couldn't understand why. I was like, well, wait, isn't this Slayer Fest 98? Like, why 
why don't I remember liking this episode? Um, and then I watched the episode and was reminded several times why I don't enjoy this episode. Yeah, I remembered it very fondly. And then as as I was taking notes, I was yeah. like, oh, rough. Uh, by the way, Slayer Fast 98 is a really amazing uh, podcast that I think started as a Bobby podcast. And now it's just like cool fandoms in general. But they're incredible. Y'all should go give them a okay. listen. Okay, so when the episode starts, they're at the bronze and they're talking homecoming. Cordelia is making extremely clear she wants to be homecoming queen. They're talking about limos and stuff. Did we ever remind... So I skipped out on the dances my senior year of high school, Allie, but we were always in the same groups for homecoming and prom. Did we... What was our transportation situation? Because limos for homecoming is heavy. Maybe not if you you're know, a senior. I was but... really... That was literally my first note was, did anyone do limos for homecoming? I know for a fact we didn't do limos. I cannot picture transportation in my head. Someone's parents must have driven. I know we would meet for dinner yeah. at someone's house. Our friends were cheap as hell. They would never yeah. spend money on a limo. No, we definitely. Yeah, we would not have done a li- Yeah, we didn't even do a restaurant for dinner. We went to someone's we house like and their parents yeah. generously cooked dinner. Yeah. So, no, we absolutely did not do limos. And that's the interesting thing, which is is just like so weird to me because this is why it took me so long to figure out that I, I grew up in the upper middle class because it's, there was a lot of like really expensive things that other people did that we definitely didn't do. Yeah. Spending between forty and sixty dollars on a homecoming dress was like extravagant. Yeah, my junior year homecoming dress was like twenty bucks from Forever Twenty One. Wow, nice. Get it? Yeah, I definitely yeah. remember remember homecoming not really being all that. And like Xander wears a tux too later on in the episode. It's like you did not right. Need, you did not need to wear a tux to homecoming. Don't wear a tux to homecoming. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a regional thing because. I'm like I picture what some of my cousins do who live in the South. Like they have prom, they have spring cotillion, they have homecoming, and they have like all these different traditions and stuff. Like I- I'm sure there are places that do up homecoming this big. Definitely wasn't our experience though. Neat. Okay, so that's what our Scoobies are talking about. So Scott walks up. Um, they're kind of talking with Buffy about if she's going to go and whatnot. And Scott walks up and everyone gets kind of quiet. And Cordelia is like, oh, did Scott not ask Buffy yet? And it's this like awkward moment because Scott's like there. And mm-hmm. then and then the two of them talk. And Scott says this thing to Buffy that confuses me. Scott says, I assumed you would think like me asking you was corny or something. It's like, what? That confuses me because you gave her a friendship ring, but asking <laughs> your girlfriend to... Which she really rejected. That's true. Yeah, that's... No, but they had the... I thought the corny thing was him talking about the dance, not him asking. Oh, God. I thought he was saying, I think I thought you would think that like school dances are corny. Well, clearly doesn't know Buffy then because there's no way that Buffy would think that was corny. Buffy would very much want to... Go to right, yeah. I mean, this whole my note is woof. Someone get me away from this tepid heat. Like it's just so blah. Like it, it's weird. Also, 
how dumb of a guy do you have? To, I mean, we've talked about guys are dumb. I get it. Like guys are dumb. But like how dumb of a guy do you have to be to not even like ask about asking about homecoming? Right. Yeah. Like, okay, don't go for the full on homecoming promposal thing that that is something we did in high school. Like, you know, don't come in in the middle of class with like a dozen roses or something like that. But like sometime when you're presumably hanging out being like, so homecoming and then like waiting for their reaction. You probably don't assume. Yeah. Don't assume. And yes, we're talking about guys being stupid. Whoever's listening, a partner, whatever person of interest, like don't like, just don't assume ask questions. Always ask questions. Always ask questions. Boom. Sage advice from Allie. Good stuff. So we established that Buffy and Scott are going to go together. They have a little kiss that I think is pretty cute. And then it was, it was cute. And then Buffy leaves and she stops by Angels on the way home. Um, okay. So she brings him blood. I have some questions about this scene. So Angel is kind of like pacing nervously. His shirt is also randomly okay. unbuttoned, which I'm not mad about at all. Once again, same note. Love, but don't understand the open shirt on Angel. Yeah, what's the deal here? Yeah. I don't know. Buffy kind of tells Angel that she hasn't told the others that he's back. She's not planning to. And then she also breaks the news to him that she is seeing somebody. And she says, he's a nice, solid guy. He makes me happy. That's what I need. Someone I can count on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's on this, Buffy. Um, she also like weirdly tells him his name, which just feels like unnecessary. 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 Like, what, what, what about like what what reference does he have? Like, is it proof? I I don't know. I don't know. But what she says, but like someone I can count on. I have issues with that sentence. Yeah. What do um, you? What? I'm sorry. What? Angel has uh, saved your life. Dude, so many times. Yeah, I mean, I I know that like there was the really it was a really rough ending with him like going evil and everything, but that had nothing to do with him not being accountable. Yeah, it was something y'all did together. Right, that was something you did together, and I do think that I think we talked about this last season. I mean, did not know that specific act would trigger the curse. I think that's plausible. Yeah, like, I think he. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he 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 probably knew the whole clause of like, you can't experience true happiness. But, I mean, how does anyone define true happiness? Like how? I mean, well, in Buffy, they mean I it kind clearly of like, to mean an orgasm. Yeah, yeah. Like why if you went to Paris and had like a really good croissant? And for a moment, I was just gonna say, have you ever had? Have you ever had a cream puff before? One year for my birthday, Sarah Calvert made me. It's it's a double stuff Oreo with a mini Reese's in between, and then they're dip, they're dipped in chocolate, and then some she drizzled with Nutella, some with peanut butter, some with sprinkles, and I shed a tear when I bit into it yeah that is like true happiness right there you would have lost good. your soul ally right right you don't yeah. have one anyway so we're good but yeah that yeah that's i lost it a long time ago <laughs> 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 Google owns it. it's in their facilities but 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I that feels like an unnecessary dig at Angel. I don't think that was. Or I guess maybe she's means that like she can't count on him now. Cause I I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. And he also like seems like he's pacing because I think he was hungry. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, how long have you been pacing there, my guy? Have you just been like, I think, I think he was hungry. I think it was more like addict behavior, not Mm. like nervous boyfriend behavior. And then she like hands it to him and he looks like about ready to chow down, probably waiting for her to leave. And then she's like, so now I'm going to talk to you about this like really hard thing. (sighs) Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't her finest moment. I will usually defend her to the grave, but yeah, this wasn't this wasn't ideal. Yeah. But but I do appreciate her open and honest share of information. With him. That's that she's saying, yeah. In the uh, okay, not saying- not the planned deception of like pretty important information from our friends. Correct. Correct. I I appreciate her share of information with Angel saying, hey, I'm not going to tell everybody that you're but you're around. So, like, don't assume that, like, other people know. I'm not going to tell them. And just so you know, I'm seeing somebody. I think that's good. I think it's, I, again, I think shouldn't have to, like, give all that info. But, like, I think that's good that she wasn't trying to hide her boyfriend from him. Yeah, I agree with that. And we talked, I think, last episode that, like, I agree with her not telling the Scoobies. I get it. Um, I get it, I but I don't agree with it. Part. I understand with it. I understand yeah, why she yeah, did yeah, it, yeah. but I think it's still a bad choice. But yeah, yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so pretty much right after she says someone I can count on, we cut to the next scene where <laughs> Scott breaks up with her. Um, yep. Scott says to her, before we were going out, you seemed so full of life, like a force of nature. Now you just seem distracted all the time. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't I didn't really love Scott, but like he's kind of right that yeah. He's fair. I have always I've always been a Scott defender, and this episode did not change that. She's always distracted, and yeah, like you see her always running around you know when you're not dating her you see her running around leaping over things and putting fires out and stuff like that but then like she's trying so hard to be normal that she's not doing anything and she's trying so hard to be normal and cover up the excited the one exciting thing she does do uh, that from his perspective not being in the know he's got an absentee girlfriend and he is doing the right thing by breaking up with her. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. But poor Buff is is trying so hard to be a good soft girl. She is I, I've noticed this last few episodes, she's really trying to be like soft girl aesthetic. It's been dresses and skirts and pinks and I noticed purples. That too, yeah. This one yeah. Yeah, she's in that pretty pink, like it's even got some ruffles on it. Her hair is clipped back with a butterfly clip. She's got these shining pink shoes. It's a super cute outfit. Once again, would be totally seen on a Gen Xer today. Yeah, it just reads as her trying to be something that she's not. Yeah. Yeah. So cute, but 
yeah, I just, I think she's trying to be something she's not. Yeah. Uh, so we like kind of zoom out with the camera and turns out somebody is watching our sad girl, soft Buffy. There's mm -hmm. some creepy attractive <laughs> spy white men and they make a call to kind of a guy who looks like he might be the one running the show and and then we see that mr trick is there so then we know that something yeah, else is happening here who knows and then we cut to the intro yeah always excited to see mr trick i love it it's been a few episodes yeah i'm glad he's back yeah yeah super glad he's back so charismatic what a presence on scene on on screen so then we get back from the from the intro and we're headed to the office the yeah the nervous aid going in to talk to the mayor that's what you're talking yeah. about yep yes what an interesting first reveal because even even if you're not you don't know where the season is going they have dropped a few hints this season about the mayor um, like with Snyder, like, oh, well, sh I don't think the mayor would like to hear about this. And so you get a lot of like, you see his hand first mm -hmm. and then you see like his back and then you finally see his face. Uh, and then like the first thing, uh, almost the first thing out of his mouth is about like, did you wash your hands? It's so interesting. He's so, Buffy does this really well. They do it with Mr. Trick. They do it with the master. They make something about the villains charming, like likable. Yes. Yeah. Extremely. But still, yeah. you're always still very clear that they're sinister. I don't know. It's very yes. interesting. Yeah, because you definitely, like, you get a vibe. Like, you wouldn't be able to put your finger on it, but you're, something is not squeaky clean about this guy. Some Something is off. Yeah. Um, it's so fabulous. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what makes it such a great thing that, yeah, like Buffy does this so very well. So the aide was going to the mayor to report the intel about, about the spies being there, who I guess are wanted in Germany or something. And the mayor says to put spies under surveillance. And the mayor is also like, let me know if there's been anybody else interesting in town. So we are back at school for picture day. Allie, was picture day a big thing that you prepped for? Of course. I bet it was. I bet oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, I meticulously picked those outfits. But then senior year for our school, the seniors very specifically had to have, the guys had to be in those suits, and the girls had to be in, it's called a stole, which it's essentially just like fabric draped over you, like. You're not, they're not actually wearing those dresses. But like, so we had very specific senior pictures. It wasn't just come into school and get it done. It was like, it was very planned. I don't remember that and never planned for a picture day one Did time. Did you take senior portraits? Not even once. Yeah, with your father. Oh, okay. Yeah. I probably remember that. Yeah, he even bought like a strip of black velvet to imitate the stole that girls wear in their portraits he gave he took i was very insecure about pictures growing up now i take all sorts of pictures and send them to strangers that i should probably think about <laughs> doing less of so that's gone but 
<laughs> Bruce Press took the first picture of me for my senior picture. So I was like, that's a good picture. Wow. Cool. Shout out to I Bruce. Love I love you, Bruce. I miss you. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's funny. They have this montage of everybody taking their picture. Everybody's pictures like totally matches their personality. Willow is like smiling at first and she gets like stressed out that the picture hasn't taken yet. And then she like grimaces or something and it gets captured, which is mm -hmm. funny. Yep. Cordelia is kind of doing some recon about who else is going to be running for homecoming queen. Mm -hmm. um, they talk about how Buffy might. People are hardcore campaigning. Yeah, they are hardcore campaigning. Yeah. I don't think anybody campaigned while we were in school. No, like there was the it, vote which determined who was on the ballot, and and that was it. And then you voted at some point during the dance, and then they announced it. Or no, you didn't vote during the game. You voted lead it up because it was announced at the game. You voted like in class. It was during the school day when you voted. Yeah, the game. Right. Yeah. So oh yeah, there was nom you nominated, and then you voted once the ballot came out. And I just want to throw out there. Name and stuff. I was nominated for prom king twice and homecoming king once. Did not win any of them. Well, that you have you have that on that on me. I was nowhere near the recognition to to get voted for or nominated for just about anything. It's so. nice being or literally anything. <laughs> it's being out and gay because. It's all about name recognition. When they start, when we get, when they start more vigorously campaigning, I have, ah. I, I have thoughts as, as a, as a like campaign adjacent professional. I love that. Okay. Okay. So uh, the group decides that Cordelia will tell Buffy that she's going to miss her pictures. Um, so Cordelia goes to the library where Buffy and Faith are working out and then she gets distracted and Pause. give the message. Yes. She says that oh she'll I'll, I I can tell her I was head to the nurse's office anyway for ice and he's like oh and Sam's like oh what's wrong she's like oh it's silly it's to shrink the pores PSA you cannot shrink your pores okay <laughs> anything that purports to shrink your pores it's bullshit it's a false claim you cannot shrink your pores now if something claims to minimize the appearance of your pores totally different. It is possible to, like, you know, mask them or blur them or whatever, but don't buy anything that claims to shrink your pores. Cannot be done. Dermatologists are on record. Can't be done. I actually would have just taken that at face value. I would have assumed that, yeah, icing your face will shrink your pores. Okay, that's good to know. Now, it can reduce inflammation. Like, if you are typically very red. Uh -huh. It can, like, there are good things that ice can do or cool water or, you know, those, like, globy, th sticky thingies yeah. that you can, like, put in your freezer and then, like, rub your face with it. Like, there are good things that coolness can do, but it's not going to shrink your pores. It can reduce, like, inflammation or redness. Yeah, this is a couple pieces of wisdom that you're laying down on our listeners this episode. Allie, well done. Keep it up. You're welcome. Take your clothes off. No, what? What? Okay. <laughs> this isn't a video podcast. It doesn't do anything. They're already <laughs> off. Enjoy. So Cordelia is about to go into the library and then she gets distracted by a campaign opportunity and yay, more bad friends for Buffy. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know that I will, I will back up Cordelia even when she's doing the wrong thing. But this episode, I and we're gonna get into more of it later. Yeah, why this did episode, they even leave it to Cordelia? Yeah, why wasn't Willow already talking? Why weren't they already talking about about uh, pictures? It's just like a writing, like or it's like a plot hole, is what it is, right? Because we know that Willow would like. Well, I would think, I mean, Buffy, I mean, Willow helps her study and Willow has brought her homework before that she missed when she was gone. Like, wouldn't you think that Willow and Xander, mostly Willow, would just sort of be in the habit of like, here's what you missed while you were out killing a demon. Right. Like, so just none of them. And then they're all like, does Buffy, oh, Cordelia, you go tell her. What? Yeah, this was the least surprising thing that happened. That yeah, Cordelia got distracted and then the little like, honestly, I don't even put it on Cordelia. It's Cordelia. <laughs> I like, do. She's had she's had some growth, but like it's still Cordelia. Okay. Like Yeah. She's not Buffy's best friend. She's right. her own best friend. Right. She makes that very clear. Moving on. Yeah. Okay, so then there's, um, okay, so, yeah, Buffy and Faith are working out. Um, Faith gives her some pretty good um, breakup advice. And then, so Buffy leaves not knowing that she has just missed picture day, and she goes to ask a teacher for a recommendation, which she has to do because it was a condition of her being back in school. And I just wrote, fuck this teacher, that yeah so she asks for a recommendation from this teacher that she evidently really liked and the teacher like doesn't remember who buffy is buffy prompts her she still doesn't remember you're a bad teacher if that's the case i'm sorry okay even if even if the classes were such that you like i don't know i can't think if you're if you're a professor of a 200 person class in college then that's like a little bit more reasonable. But but the response even then would be, wow, I'm just overwhelmed right now. Let me go back and look at stuff. Let me like they have records of how she did like, but this teacher handled it so poorly. I felt bad for Buffy. Oh, yeah, my my heart absolutely breaks. I mean, I'm not particularly good at remembering like names and faces and stuff. So I can see where like if this kid wasn't in your class a lot and didn't speak up or do the homework or whatever again like you said like sunnydale high is a small school so uh, i mean it would feel more realistic if she was like uh you never did the homework and failed most of your tests no i'm not going to give you a recommendation but (laughs) i mean i it's just so strange that she wouldn't have left an impression maybe they should maybe she didn't leave a positive impression but the just like the Huh, and your name's Buffy? Yeah, I don't know who you like, are. Oh, what? Just, and you're bad at your job so if you don't sad. know anything about this kid. Yeah. Yeah, really, really sad. We're sad cafeteria. girl Buffy in the cafeteria. Yep. Do you want to take us away? Yeah. So Buffy learns that she missed pictures that Cordelia was supposed to tell her. And she does not just shrug it off as that Cordelia being Cordelia. She goes to confront her. She's particularly upset. And Cordelia is savage. 
uh, Buffy said, Cordelia basically says, like, you can't, I don't believe you could, you could get homecoming queen. This isn't your territory. And Buffy's like, what? Because it's not fighting and demons? She said, no. It involves actually being part of the school and having friends. Bitch. What wow. This is not going to be the first time this episode where I'm like, Cordelia, we might have kicked the volume up a little too high, a little too quickly here. Yeah. I mean, this is this is back to some season one Cordelia shit, which is like amazing. But but wow. Wow. Just just sliding right back into your villain era, huh? Yeah. Woof. Which again, maybe maybe the writers were in and out this season or something because it's not as if Cordelia doesn't know why she's been a little preoccupied. Like she, yeah, it's just unnecessary roughness. Flagged on the play for unnecessary roughness. Yeah, this to me is an example of uh, somebody feels like they're backed in a corner and they just say whatever they think is going to hurt whether or not they believe it. Because also, I know, like, the Cordelia is a Scooby at this point. She's a Scooby. She's part of the crew. Nelly. So, yeah. Cordelia, you're you're friends with Buffy. You, like, right. this is, like, what you're saying is hurtful, but it doesn't actually make that much sense. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have the the number of friends that Cordelia does. But also at this point, how does Cordelia have this kind of smack-talking standing? Because didn't she lose all of her standing when she chose to keep going out with Xander? That is what I thought Wasn't that, like, the whole big thing about, like, heart? Like, she's definitely not in with, like, the coolest of the cool. Which, I mean, is clearly evidenced by her, spoiler alert, not winning. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Certainly she doesn't have... yeah, I mean, I guess she was still going to games and actively participating. I mean, again, as seen in the previous scene, it doesn't take much to out-participate Buffy. Like, low bar. Um, to, yeah, just unnecessary roughness. To Buffy's credit, though, she's like, I'm going to run and I'm going to beat you. That's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. She is. She gives the smack talk right back. She needs this. She needs this distraction. All of it. Yeah. Um, but side note, Cordelia in this episode is having a particularly great hair day. Oh, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is killing in this episode. Oh, my God. Just every scene, her hair is just... I couldn't even put a finger on what's different about this episode but it is particularly good this episode i have a note about one of her outfits is so good that i noted it and ali i'm not very good at picking (laughs) up on that kind of thing so yeah hard agree that she is crushing it yeah yeah is it the plaid jacket outfit no okay that's another good one then okay yeah woof yeah so at the same time that this competition is kicking off, there's another competition kicking off. Mr. Trick is has gathered together a group of beings, and they're all going <laughs> to kill the Slayers. I wrote down this line. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed-looking creatures, <laughs> welcome to Slayer Fest 98. 
Yes. So good. This is particularly innovative of him. This is a really brilliant, brilliant ploy because he gets to just like let all these people take out the Slayers, hypothetically, in, you know, in theory. And then there's also a buy-in to participate. So it's also a money-making venture. Like, dude is on top of it. This is the kind of innovative, new step into the modern era he was talking about with Kikistos. Yeah, right. It's like, dude, we don't have to do it that old way. Like, you are living, you are making things hard for you. You don't have to. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder, brah. And actually, the mayor later on in this episode makes kind of a similar point that you just did, Allie. Exactly. Exactly. We're on, you know, great minds. Um, and of course, this whole inter- his whole, whole interaction with the spiny dude. So funny. Yeah, it's really I funny. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spiny dude at one point is like, I am whatever my name is from the this clan. <laughs> Mr. Trick is like, cool. Great. Yeah. Yes, you sure you are. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. So fabulous. All right. Here's a scene that I don't like. Willow and Xander are trying on outfits. Do you want to do do you want to talk about it first or how? Sure. This this forced tension. I mean, like clearly tension pays off because, yes, they kiss. Boo. That's just my note. Boo. But it this tension feels so forced it is all on the music nothing has built up to this tension whatsoever it is seriously it's just this like sappy 90s chick rock music that is holding all of the tension if they played something totally different it would have been just like jokey friends like this should have been like hermione and harry when they dance, when they're camping mm-hmm. in whatever what is it? Like, this could have been just like friends. Like you are you are fulfilling every bad stereotype of girls and guys can't be friends or you can't get over things. Like I just Yeah, and this um so yeah, so Willow like rounds the corner and she's in this breathtaking dress and Xander calls her gorgeous and then she's like oh my god I don't know if I can dance in this what let's just dance like it did feel yeah I I agree it did feel very forced I saw um you know I do all sorts of googling before we record and one piece of commentary I found was like Buffy just did that thing where People are finally not rooting for Xander and Willow to be together. And then uh, and then they have like a make out moment. Like, oh. And it's while they're with people we adore. Right. Like yeah. we fought so hard for Cordy and Xander. Yeah. And I mean, Oz is perfection. So it's it's like when they throw in it's drama for the sake of drama. Right. Which, honestly, this episode didn't need it. We have an A plot. We have a B plot. We don't need the C plot. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just like unnecessary. It's uncomfortable. They, for a show that's supposed to be groundbreaking and feminist, like all of those things, they just stepped right into just a super cliche trope. 
but they didn't have to. Again, this could have been cute. Yeah. If he, they could have still done the whole like, I don't know how to dance. Oh, here, let me show you. It could have been cute. There's almost a cute line too that Xander says. Xander also fucks it up for another reason, but um, he says to Willow, you and I are going to be in neighboring rest homes while I come over so you can adjust my... Well, I can't think of anything that's not really gross. We didn't need that last part. But that was sure. like almost a really cute, like, oh, right. we're, we're going to be friends Always going to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Like it could have been, it could have been sweet. A, a sweet moment of them coming together to be like, Cordy's really lucky. Oz is really lucky. But in like a genuinely happy for you. Like this could have been a like, long-awaited willow finally happy yeah, that we're like finally you know what? i did done with it yeah like we're good right like i'm over being mad that you're with cordelia i'm over being mad that you're not with me like it all worked out for the best like this could have been a happy shiny moment in an episode pretty rife with tension be- between friends it's already really uncomfortable yeah do better folks Terrible, terrible plotline, terrible plotline. Yep, yep. Okay, the next day, Buffy has gathered her campaign staff in the library. Mm-hmm. I've been on a couple campaigns in my day, Allie, and this thing where they, where on the board, they have the, like, strengths and, and weaknesses. Those are, that's, like, a pretty, which, like, duh, of course, but that's, like, a pretty, like, true exercise that happens, so that's funny. It's fun. The... I love this poppy color palette that trying to be popular Buffy is in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I bet you could do a whole color analysis on like her colors this season and who she who she's trying to be. Um, of course, it's a cute outfit, but almost, um, I, it also kind of looks like she's not wearing this. Okay, so the outfit. This super cute floral yellowy satin skirt with a like beige cardigan on top it really doesn't look like she's wearing anything under that cardigan (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's just it it just doesn't look like she's wearing anything under that cardigan that is so funny that's the best best choice for a school day or or is it a good choice for shoring up girl do what you gotta do to get your votes okay i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not god i'm not gonna judge also that when we get to the trivia section I have at least one character's uh, strengths and weaknesses that I want to read out because she was spot on with them. But that's the click notes is that she was spot on with her analysis of her opponents. Fantastic. I love that. So this is the... Okay, so Buffy gives out her assignments. Will is going to make a database, whatever. And Cordelia walks in. And this is where I was like, this girl looks fucking fierce. Uh-huh. She has like this like blue get up on. I think that I think that I used it in a post a long time ago when I was it was just a general Cordelia appreciation post, but it, it was this it was this look. She's crushing it. Uh-huh. Buffy's like, hey Cordelia, I know this is probably a little bit awkward, but while we're campaigning, I'm sure we can both still be friends. And Cordelia is like, Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Hey Willow, have you made that database yet? Hey, have you and she <laughs> follows up on the same exact assignments that Buffy has just given them. Yep. Which is fair because 
we know that there's no way Cordelia only just now this episode started thinking about Homecoming Queen uh, because she's already got posters made and all this stuff. Like, in in his defense, (laughs) she started this a while ago. But bad friends, because they weren't, again, immediately honest. And when Buffy was like, hey, because, like, she gathered them all there. They should have just immediately said, hey, Cordelia already asked us to help. We said we'd help her. You're all just going to, like, play dumb? Like, ah, so dumb. Yeah. Not their finest moment, huh? And then Willow says she just needs us so much more than you do. No, but she says that because she's feeling guilty about the fact that she just made out with her. Willow's lying. Yeah, I guess. Because Cordelia does not. Buffy needs them more than Cordelia does. Anyone with half a brain knows that Cordelia Chase doesn't need squat. Yeah. Yeah. Look at her. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need your charity. Yeah, so Buffy's left kind of high and dry. There's kind of a funny interaction between her and Giles. Giles comes down and it's like, you know, what is all this? And Buffy's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. And Giles goes, as long as fun is in the mix. And Buffy goes, sure. It's not like anyone takes it that seriously. And then she breaks the bottle that she's holding. (laughs) Yeah. Also, also something I just I just thought about. Cordelia cutting down Buffy for not having friends, but her campaign team is Xander, Willow, and Oz. She sniped Buffy's friends. Well, yeah, not just that, but like these are now your go to people. So it's like, how many real friends does she have? Oh, does Cordelia have? Right. Yeah, Cordelia. Mm-hmm. So, because like what could have happened is. Yeah, fine. Take them. I don't need them. And then she could have all of her friends who are so on her side mm-hmm. and so ready to vote for her because she, she's such a shoe in and so, you know, linked into the student body. And yet her crack team that's going to win her this popularity contest are the people dubbed by the school as losers. Yeah, maybe Cordelia is one of those people who throws out insults about things that, like, she herself is insecure about. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. And, yeah, I I do, I do think that, like, maybe she does feel she needs this because maybe, like, maybe she maybe she isn't doing as well as she, like, you know, like, her bark is bigger than her bite. Mm. I mean, and again, clearly, because she doesn't win. Mm. Interesting theory, Allie. I like it. Also, we have a great we have a great quote from uh, from Oz because Xander's saying like, "Ah, oh, well, she's my girlfriend." And then Willow says, ah, "She just needs us so much more than you do." And then Oz says, "As Willow goes, so goes my nation." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Which fair. Which is just so cute. That's fair. That's fair. But he doesn't pretend to do to be anything else. He just you know doesn't try to make excuses. He's just like, ah, "I'm just going with Willow." Right. All right, in this next kind of montage, we see both Buffy and Cordelia campaigning. Buffy's handing out some flyers. Cordelia is too. Yes, these posters. When would she have taken this picture? 
I mean, we recognize the picture. We, the viewer, recognize the picture as clearly a promotional shot from Buffy. But when would Buffy Summers have taken this picture? She can't even make it to her school pictures right. at school. Yeah. When did she have this gorgeous headshot session? Oh, that's so true. They didn't have phones to be taking selfies. Yeah. They didn't even have digital cameras. Yeah, you're saying she got the she got them printed like that too and design it's a designed poster. She got somebody to design and print the poster, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that same same thing. You know, we're not you're not designing this on your laptop or your personal computer. Like we don't even see Buffy on a computer outside of the library. So just just one of those like technical, like, okay, when did you actually take that? Yeah. There's an excellent moment with Scott. She secures his vote so expertly by pretending to drop <laughs> something in front of him. So No, that first one was an actual drop. I don't think it was. I don't think so because he was on her list. I think that was totally intentional. I think she saw him coming around. Was Everyone's like, on her list. The entire student body is on the list. No, I think it was totally intentional because right after that, she then like drops it again. I think yes, that second one is intentional because the first one she accidentally does it. I don't think so. I think it was intentional. Yes, yes. I I really disagree. I think that first one was unintentional because she is embarrassed to see Scott, so she's startled. And then when she looks up and she sees him, and then she has this nice reaction, and then it goes well, and then she's like, "Well, that worked." Let's see if it works again, and then she does it again. All right. Well, we're gonna when this when this episode airs, Allie, we're gonna do a poll on Instagram. What do I get if I'm right? Oh dear. We're gonna uh, do a poll on Instagram. See if people agree with me or you. I will send you probably through Amazon your favorite candy. Okay, excellent. And I'll do the same for you. Sounds good. All right, viewers. <laughs> I don't care what you actually think. You have to be on my side, or I'll delete our social media. Great. You're just looking for an excuse. If Cordelia can play dirty, I can play dirty too in campaigning. Okay, so we need to keep this moving. Okay, so Willow throughout this is highly conflicted and she stumbles into Buffy very uncomfortable and Buffy again very expertly gets what she needs to out of the interaction. Yes, I wrote down Willow's quote, no, I'm not a friend. I'm a rabid dog who deserves to be shot. (laughs) Hear her. You're here. Yeah, yep. Hit the nail on the head there. I actually agree with you here. Yeah, you've been a real shit friend for a little bit now. And I'm now thrilled with it. Quite a while. Yeah. Several months now. So Willow then talks about kind of the forces at play. And Buffy goes, I'm sure that those forces are more important than all we've been through together or the number of times I've saved your life. Totally guilt trips successfully. And Buffy gets her time with the database while the German spies watch her. Yep. Yeah, totally, totally worth it. The other thing is that, like, it's not like Cordelia is her best friend. Yeah, this isn't a complicated lung. Yeah. Yeah. There's another savage interaction between Cordelia and Buffy. So (laughs) Buffy is kind of calling Cordelia out on literally paying people for their votes and they kind of get into the spat and Cordelia goes, I don't see why your pathetic need to recapture your glory days gives you the right to splinter my vote. And then Buffy (laughs) just has this line that I really like. She says, how can you think it's okay to talk to people like this? I often, I, there's more than once where somebody has said something ridiculous and I'm like, 
what made you yeah. think that that was okay? Yeah. I'm astonished all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I thought they just said shit like that in the movies. Like, people do that? Are you kidding me? People are that it's bad. Pretty, it's it's insane. Um, yeah, they get into that shouting match. And then Bubby calls her a vapid whore. Amazing. Amazing. That's a line from Buffy that I have stolen and I use. I call people. I've called yeah. you a vapid whore before. Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what's crazy is how, of course, and, and in this interaction, everyone's pointing the, like, everyone, I mean, like Xander and Willow, are pointing the finger at Buffy for who is, like, in the wrong. Right. Like, it's Cordelia. Yeah. Yeah. Cordelia brought up divorce. Divorced parents right. first, not Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. She's parents into it yeah and she's like i used to have parents like what what yeah who raised you jesus right yeah at just yeah so um, justice for buffy okay so we have like a very quick scene between willow and xander they're very stressed and feeling very guilty clearly still feeling a lot of tension between the two of them i don't have any sympathy for them nope and then this nope, move on. This is when Buffy walks out of her house in her dress to the limo, and it's Cordelia. Their friends have been like, "We're not going with you. Figure it out, please. Thank you." Yeah, Cordelia is in an absolutely stunning emerald satin dress. It's gorgeous. I would not have picked emerald green as her color, but it works. It does work. Yep. And Buffy, we later see, has some body glitter on, which is fun. I love it. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't like the spaghetti straps. I actually, a 90s thing? for the first time ever, uh, yes, definitely. I, for the first time, have hot takes. So I will save. Oh, excellent. Good, good, good. Opinion okay. For later. Okay. So the, the limo is taking them, is presumably driving them to the dance. And it just kind of stops in the middle of nowhere. And they get out and there's this TV in this VHS and... It's a recording of Mr. Trick uh, welcoming them to Slayer Fest 98. Which someone designed a graphic They have board. a logo. They have a logo. They have a logo. Gang, this is pre-Canva, okay? A, a snappy-looking logo isn't just at everybody's fingertips, okay? Like, this is... <laughs> you found some vamp who was a graphic designer in their former <laughs> life and had them, like, slap something up there. Like, it's hilarious to me. Yeah, that's... It's like what I think about emo kids who had to, like, spend an hour on all of their, like, makeup and hair. Like, it totally takes a punk to, like, a wuss when you think about all of the effort. Like, some, like think about the badass, most badass punk you see with a big old mohawk and stuff. They had to go out and buy hair gel, and then spend the time to get those spikes up. Like, they woke up early yeah. before they had to <laughs> Like, it's just so funny to me. Oh, that is funny. Okay, so we're going to kind of have, like, a, a weird quickly cutting back and forth. I, th I think the, the kind of cliff notes are, so we, ha we get, like, this cut back and forth 
to the dance and then to Buffy and Cordelia. I think the cliff notes from the dance are Xander and Willow feel miserable as they should. I hope they continue feeling miserable. They are not slick. No. Pretend more. Do better. Lie better. Lie for longer. I. You really think you're going to like make it up to your partners that you just like stepped out on for a hot sag by like being weird? Get it together. That's a burden you should have to bear. You should not get to be able to just be all like mopey and stuff. Like, no, you should have to be like, oh my God, I have to play it cool. I have to, you should deal Get with that out pressure. out there on the dance floor and boogie like nothing is wrong. Absolutely. Get yep. it together. Yep. Um, but we do have this adorable moment of levity where Giles comes rushing in and says, oh no, something's happened to Buffy. Just kidding. Just thought <laughs> I'd give you guys a, a scare. <laughs> well, <laughs> Giles has some funny Gi- moments this episode. The, he does. Yeah. He's just like here, these like random little moments, and it's so cute. He picks up a finger sandwich at one point. He's like, "There's actually fingers in them." Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I love it. I think I another it. honorable mention goes out to Faith for being a good ass fucking wingman hey, here. The only good friend this episode. The only good friend this episode, and Buffy and Faith have not started out on a great foot, but yeah. She nope, goes up to good she goes up to Scott who's dating or who's dancing <laughs> with some new hoe, and she says, "Scott, there you are, honey. The doctor says that the itching and the swelling and the burning should clear up, but we got to keep using the ointment." <laughs> oh, savage! Which I still, I still say that Scott hasn't done anything wrong. Like, whatever they weren't all that serious. Uh, if he wants to, you know bump and grind at the dance with some new chick like whatever but hilarious that faith takes it on herself to enact some friend justice yeah yeah we can recognize the game even if we're like ah, he didn't really do anything wrong here <laughs> still hilarious <laughs> so i think cordelia and buffy have now broken into some shack right mm-hmm. cordelia has and buffy weirdly has her corsage on her back yeah which as far as I know, not a thing on a lapel or a strap on your wrist, but on your back, not what I've seen. Uh, yeah, it's a choice. Cordelia is pretty much having the full on breakdown. And during it, she reveals that she loves Xander. So that's good information to know. She thinks she, thinks she does. She, yeah. And there's this interaction the between the two of them that I wrote down. I wonder if you wrote this down too. Buffy says, we are going to get out of here and we're going to head back to the library where Giles and the rest of the weapons live. Then I'm going to take out the rest of these guys just in time for you to congratulate me on my sweeping victory as homecoming queen. Yes, Buffy, you deserve that hit. Yep. And then I what I, I didn't write down that, but I wrote down Cordelia's quote. You think if you get me mad enough, I won't be scared. And hey, it's working. Where's a damn weapon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. So. Oh, also, random note, bear traps are fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They Sorry, we skipped over that. Yeah. Narsky. We, we end up going back to him. He gets passed by the spiky head dude. You see him a couple times. But yeah, bear traps are woof. Yeah. Yeah. Primitive. Oof. 
So the next note I have is that the, okay, so the Germans are tracking them and they track them because Buffy tries to call Giles on the phone and she does get through. She leaves a message, but then the phone goes dead. Mm-hmm. And then yep. we get some vulnerability from Buffy in this moment mm-hmm. with her and Cordelia. Did you write down any of this? I did. Just the, just the tail end. And for one moment, I got to live in the world. And besides, I look cute in a tiara. Yeah, I love that line. Besides, I look cute yeah. in a tiara. Yeah. She's, talking, she's talking about why it was so important that she be in the yearbook, which, see that, you know, I think we all want to have some kind of effect on this world, you know, most people to varying degrees. But yeah, just the the idea, it's one of those things, it's like it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, does it matter? I don't know. But just the idea of not even having your picture, like, like say you weren't in any clubs, you weren't at the dances, even so, even people who like weren't involved, almost everybody has their picture in the yearbook. So to have a empty picture for that is just oh, that's so sad. Yeah, and I I think that me and me and you both like look back on high school and probably wouldn't really care if like our picture was missing. But but for somebody like Buffy whose life expectancy. Okay, well, then that backs up the point even more. With somebody like Buffy who's, exactly. who might be dead very soon, like, yeah, you right. want your goddamn picture in the yearbook. Totally. Yeah. Um, although, side note, uh, who doesn't look cute in a tiara? Uh, you know, like, who whose cuteness factor was not improved by the addition of a tiara? That's a good point. I'm just saying, like, get yourself a tiara. I have multiple I have one in silver and one in gold. Like, everyone should have a tiara. I don't care your gender. Maybe I'll wear a... I'll start start incorporating a nice little tiara into my... Why not? I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. Well, moment. <laughs> okay, the yellow demon Just pops in. Show up to the office. Yeah. Yeah, yellow demon. <laughs> and we get some time with the gorges. Yep. Yep, so Yellow Demon comes in. Cordelia tries very hard to help with the spatula, and then she tries to help with the gun, and Buffy is like, please go back to the spatula, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and they kill the Yellow Demon because the Germans shoot in some sort of like rocket launcher, and Buffy and Cordelia get out, but the Yellow Demon does not. And then they run away. And now we're here in the library with the gorges. This is another pretty fantastic scene that happens here. Yeah, I love that they brought back one of the gorges. Long, long time ago, Buffy ran into them when they were at the mall. And it's just so fun that they brought them back because they could have just put together any vampire duo. A vampire doesn't really need to have a backstory to hate the Slayer. But, like, how fun that that they brought them back. Yeah, so they were in bad eggs, and Buffy killed the Gorches, who we see, that Gorches' little brother. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I agree. It's fun. So they they walk into the library. Cordelia and Buffy walk into the library, and they're jumped by the Gorches. And um, Buffy manages to take out the, the wife, the new wife of the elder Gorch. Which was Gorch. not her heart. That steak was in her stomach. Yeah, yeah, not at all. And I guess it was a wooden spatula. I don't I know. Mean, they, they make wooden spatulas. It did not look like a wooden spatula. It looked like a 
fucking plastic one that everyone has in their house. Yeah, I don't mean to nitpick, but yeah, it did not look like a wooden spatula to me. Didn't look wooden, and it didn't look like the heart. Anywho, um, but Lady Gorgeous outfit is so two thousands, and I love it. I just, yeah, fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it's got the like, it's got the like faux fur on it, right? Yes, yeah. and the like lame pants, and it's so yeah, loud. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, I love it. So, and then, okay, but during the course of the fight with Lady Gorch, Buffy gets, like, I guess temporarily knocked out or something, and and so Elder Gorch is really pissed, and then Cordelia scares him. So Cordelia is just full-on going with the idea that she is the Slayer. Did you write down this quote? Only only part of it. Um, She says... Well, she says a few things that are savage. She's one thing she says is, "You got a dress that goes with that hat, and we will take we will take the problematic comment because it's towards a vampire, and we know that it's really going to hurt his feelings." That's just funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's tactical. It's, it's tactical. tactical. It's not. Right. It's not. It. It is not like it's not bigoty. Bigoty. She is just hitting him where she knows it will hurt. Yep, I respect it. I respect the go. move. I do. Okay. And then she says, in the end, Buffy's just the runner-up. I'm the queen. You get me mad? What do you think I'm going to do to you? Amazing. Only Cordelia Chase could talk her way out of a vampire interaction. Know, right? Yeah, just like fully I owns. Mean, yeah. I yeah. love Buffy, but she's never done that. And she may not even be pretending to be the Slayer. She may just be like, I've had a long fucking day. I'm pissed. I will mm-hmm. destroy, like, right. Gorge clearly thinks that she's a slayer, but yeah, yeah. Well, and and I know from the video from Trick that he, he was a, he thought he was addressing Faith and Buffy, so like clearly everybody thinks she's the slayer. But yeah, I don't even know if she's like trying to pretend to be the slayer. I think she's just like I'm fucking Cordelia Chase. <laughs> Interestingly, the way Gorge is like, okay, bye is pretty similar to how he exited in Bad Eggs, too. Buffy, like, crawls out of the <laughs> demon, like, all covered in blue goo, and he's like, never mind, we're good. Yep. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Yeah, well, you know, that's why he's still alive. True. Okay, so they... Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, so they discover that there are trackers in their corsages, and I love this tracker trick that she pulls by using some wet toilet paper, paper towels or whatever, to stick them to one of the two spy dudes, one of the two Germans, so that they shoot each other. Fabulous. Efficient. Yeah. I love it. Uh, totally genius. Pretty dark. This is dark. Like, what's happening is they're, sh- they're shooting each other mm-hmm. with assault weapons. And I'm mm-hmm. not, like, it is a genius move on Buffy's part. But wow, this got, like, oh, man. Okay, okay, yeah. Buffy. Like, the show. Okay, Buffy, the show. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It, do- it's, it does a very neat way of her eliminating a human yeah. foe. Yeah. Because we've dealt with this before with that, like, werewolf hunter dude where she's like, you're a human, so I'm, like, not supposed to kill you, but, like, boy, would I like to. And, you know, the bear trap took care of the other human. So she talks about shooting him. I kind of think it was a bluff. Yeah, I think we'll so, never, too. We'll never know. Yeah. 
but I kind of think it was because yeah. he was human. Yeah. You're still trying to kill her. So I, I, she would have <laughs> figured it out, but also just side yeah, note, give me, give me the audacity of a man, a man, like a normal man who thinks that he can just trap a slayer with a couple mm-hmm. of bear traps. Like, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. Come on. That is, you know what? That is some white male audacity. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. But like, she fights the forces of darkness. But yeah, she's gonna be. She's gonna his bear trap that wasn't even disguised at all. Like it wasn't one of those like wooden stakes in a whole hole in the ground. Like it was just a fucking bear trap. It was just out. It was just out. Yeah. I hope he had a terrible day. Also spotted on a locker, another porn star sticker. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, okay, yeah, I think your analysis is right. The the dual shooting each other was a way to dispatch the humans without Buffy having to kill a human. And just efficient. That makes sense to me. If you can be one thing, you should be efficient. So I th- uh, so Mister Trick has been basically subdued away from where he was and he gets dragged into the mayor's office where the mayor enlists him. What analysis do you have of this scene? I just have a quote from Trick because it's clear the mayor is building up to saying something and he tries to put words in his mouth and he's like, ah, yeah, you don't want my kind around here. All right, well, that, and he says, that became old long before I became a vampire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that I let that moment pass by, but I was like, damn, I should have paused and read that down. I'm glad you did too. Okay, so he's making a reference to the fact that, like, about Face his experience black. with racism. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, and that is not a joke that I got before. Yeah, yeah, it's I didn't either. It's definitely a joke that sailed by me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I... It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it just like, it was, they, you know, they just kind of like tapped it as they walked by. Right. They didn't make a huge thing about race. You know, it's not what this show's about, but he's a vampire. He's old. Let's not entirely ignore it. I love it. I love it. I thought it was perfect. <laughs> okay. So we are at the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, the queen is about to get announced. And I have I have two quotes. I have two exchanges here. So um, Buffy and Cordelia walk up to their friends looking like hot messes. And Buffy's just like, long story. And Cordelia goes, got hunted. And Buffy goes, apparently not that long. <laughs> I, I wrote that down too. Yeah. She's quick. Like Cordelia Chase. She's quick. She's quick. She's efficient. And then the mm-hmm. other quote, did you write down any other quotes from this one? I wonder if we wrote down the same two. Mm-mm. No. The other quote nope. that I have is um, Cordelia goes, after all that we've been through tonight, this whole who gets to be queen capade seems pretty. And Buffy goes, damn important. Damn important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty great. That felt fair. Have we talked about how hot Devin is? Oh, no, we haven't. The lead, the lead singer of uh, Dingo's Ate My Baby. He's really fucking hot. Yeah, he is really fucking that's hot. It. You're right. That's the note. That's the note. That's the note. Yeah. Agreed. Good there stuff. Go. Good, on, good on you, bud. And then, of course, there's a tie. And all of the viewers at once took a breath. And then it's, none of, it's neither Buffy nor Cordelia. 
Which makes perfect sense. Ouch. Ouch. Right. They, they're just both... Cl- if so much of our analysis this throughout this episode has led to neither of them have the clout. Right. Yeah. To get elected. Yeah. Yeah. But it is still ultimately disappointing because I, I don't like tension. Like, I don't like tension between friends. Like, I always prefer it to be, like, us against the problem. I don't like infighting. That's why I really don't like when there's, like, secrets or, you know, the whole, like, superhero secret identity thing like that it's just like it creates infighting stresses me out don't like it but totally would not have made any sense if it pulled out for either of them to to make it or if they had died like that also wouldn't have made sense like this is how how it needed to end yeah i agree this makes sense it was right yeah and then they have this amazing look on their face as when once it's announced the girls push shoulders between the two of them and then they both immediately turn and leave the dance and just the looks on their faces are amazing (laughs) oh man okay i have some trivia and then we can get into hot takes is there do you have any other like not hot takes but notes about the uh episode that we haven't gotten to no sit with finny all right. So trivia wise, I only have a couple this time. Okay. So the demon, the yellow demon, the demon's name is Kulak. Um, he's played by Chad Stahelski. I think that I'm, we'll see if I butchered that. Um, so he's usually a sample rumor coordinator. I got this from INDB. Um, one of his first jobs had been to double Brandon Lee's character in The Crow after the actor was killed in an onset accident during filming. And he later. Whoa. Chad later became a director. I knew, I mean, I knew about the stuff with The Crow, but the fact that he was a double on that set, I mean, basically, wow, anybody who was part of that production, because, I mean, it's cinematic history. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's fucking tragic. That movie was amazing. If you've never seen it, you should watch it, gang. The Crow. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, pretty wild. And there's a Buffy connection to it. How about that? Wow. So the Gorches are the only example we've seen so far of vampires getting married. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. Sarah Michelle Geller broke a bone in her hand while filming this episode it's not clear if it was like because of the episode or if it was like outside and it just happened to be during this episode but apparently you can see a bandage covering her hand under her sleeve um in the scene when buffy's talking about her campaign opponents so interesting and then i'm gonna read off the weaknesses that buffy identified for cordelia because there's i have a screen grab of them (laughs) Weaknesses. Manipulative. Two-faced. Bad in sports. Superficial. (laughs) No sense of humor. Fake smile. Brie, because in Dead Man's Party, both she and Xander talked about hating Brie. So that's one of her weaknesses. And then her final weakness, and this is bold that Buffy put this on a board in front of her friends. The final weakness that that she listed for Cordelia is just Xander. Well, he's bold. Interesting. I'm unclear about some of that because like her being 
her being two-faced is probably a strength as a campaign opponent. Also, it's you already said she's manipulative, so two-faced is redundant. And manipulative would absolutely be a strength of hers, right. not a weakness. It would be a character flaw, but not a weakness. And yeah, I don't know how you thought putting Xander up there as her weakness. I, I mean, I could see how he could turn it into a compliment. I, I see it as things that make Cordelia less likely to become homecoming queen. The fact that she's dating Xander is one of them. Mm. I thought I was thinking of like things we can use against her. Mm. So like using him as a distraction or getting him to like talk her out of it. Or I mean, not that. He, I mean, he has, we find out that she has some strong feelings for him, but he doesn't have that much power. Yeah, right. Yeah, bold. All right, hot takes. You go first. Or I can go first. Okay, I have so, kind of a heavy one. So do you want to start or end with the heavy one? I uh, Let's end with the heavy one. Okay, cool. Go. So I kind of already said this. Scott is fine. A lot of people use this episode to like demonize him. I'm like, oh, look how quickly he moved on and like blah, 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 whatever. It was not that serious of a relationship. He was very nice. He got out of it when he wasn't feeling it anymore. Good guy. He's A-OK in my book. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Scott did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Scott was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. He was fine. He's he's a cutie too. Total cutie. Total sweetheart. Yeah. We had some really good, really good cute Scott moments. Next hot take. Buffy's homecoming dress is a terrible choice for her. <laughs> the, cute, the cut is cute. It's a little old fashioned, which is like kind of fine. She has a little... 50s looking dress earlier while she's campaigning that like I don't know kind of feels like classic but this color the color in particular this like corally orangey pinkish like it's not pink enough and it's just it is not her color obviously she's still gorgeous like you know you take a gorgeous person you put them in an okay dress like they're still a gorgeous person right she'd be gorgeous in a trash bag but we're making a note about the dress itself yep but yeah, just like a really weird choice to put her in. I mean, and maybe that was the whole point. Was that like, again, it's her trying to fit into a place that she doesn't belong. So while she's like rocking in as much as she can, she it's still never going to be like effortless to her. Maybe that's where they were going with it. Like, so maybe it wasn't supposed to look fantastic. Yes. That would be the only justification I get. She'd also said that she spent a decent amount of money on that dress, so maybe don't do that. Oh, yeah. She made don't a, do that. She made a comment about how she spent a year's worth of allowance on that dress. I don't know. Like, it was probably hyperbole, but... Ooh. Yeah. Not a good That's return exciting. on that investment, huh? Well, and she's absolutely not returning it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think you can get those stains out of satin. Yeesh. And, and yeah, you can fix a broken strap, but I don't know if you'll get those mud stains out. And then the last, my last take is this episode's just kind of terrible. There's the awful friend tension that we already talked about that just like didn't need to happen. So that's kind of the C plot. And then I don't enjoy the friend tension. I don't enjoy this like campaign battle. I don't like movies like bride wars like i'm not gonna bother to see it i hate it i don't i don't like you putting pitting people against them against each other in that way especially when it's friends like i don't think it's 
I don't think it's good television. I did find everything with Trick going on to be extremely interesting. So I wish that they had done sort of a reverse Zeppo. Mm. Or I guess it wouldn't have been a reverse. It would have been they did a Zeppo kind of thing where like Trick and Slayer Fest 98 were the A plot and then Homecoming Queen was the B plot. Mm. I would have enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah. Leaves me not enjoying this episode. Buffy hasn't, I mean, it's just, it just feels like this endless onslaught of shitting on Buffy. She gets dumped. Her friends don't let her know about the pictures. And then she fights really hard for this campaigning. She really puts herself out there. She ends up getting forced into the limo with Cordelia. Then she's roped into the Slayer Fest 98 bullshit. And then she gets to the dance. She didn't win. And she leaves. Yeah, give this bitch a break. Oh, my God. Yeah, can can she, like, can you settle down on her for a bit? It's like, in, for those who watch uh, Criminal Minds, it's like Spencer Reed in the original series. It's like, can we, can we focus some shit on somebody else? <laughs> can, like, Willow break an arm or, I don't know, something. Just, like, can we take a break from Buffy, please? Yeah, good take. Good take. And, and, she's, bring, and she's bringing blood to her resurrected ex. So that's complicated. Yeah, nobody, they don't deserve Buffy. I mean, they that's it, very inclusively when I say that. Yeah, they don't deserve her. Okay. Um, okay, my hot take. So it's just going to be Nick going on, a, going on a rant for a few minutes here. My hot take is about infidelity. Okay. So Willow and Xander, you do not get to keep what happened between the two of you. I think, in general, when we talk about a relationship, there are two people in the relationship. And then there is also something, I'm like talking with my hands here, listeners, you can't hear me, but there's also something like above the two of them, and that is their relationship. So you have the two people, then you have the relationship, which involves both of them, but is separate and distinct. When one person cheats on the other one, and I'm using the term like cheating, like, loosely here because non-monogamy is totally a thing and you have boundaries with it like when one person breaks the boundaries of a relationship even if even if that other person never knows about it there is still something that to me is changed not about not about like the people necessarily but about the relationship you have broken the boundaries of your relationship and that relationship in it so you don't get to and then i will say too i think that there are some cases where somebody has said, if you cheat on me, you're never going to see them ever again. It's like, whatever, like, don't come to me with that. You're going to have to live with that burden yourself. That is like different than this scenario, because in, in that other scenario I just talked about, A, the person has made clear like what they would expect in a case of infidelity. And then B, in this case too, these two are best fucking friends. So the two of you are shitty people for not so much for the actual like act itself because that like i don't know can you i like i more so for the for the like cover up from it cuz you are making choices every single time that you don't tell them like you are making a choice to not do that and that makes you shitty in my opinion <sighs> yeah i 
Same same as with like Buffy keeping the angel stuff a secret. Like I can see where you'd want to keep it a secret. It would certainly be really messy. I don't see Cordelia sticking around despite it being, you know, only a kiss. I just also I just like choices. I and I don't know, maybe it means that I have never been under someone's thrall or in the moment or whatever. I mean, let's be honest, the way I'm an overthinker, I've never been in my moment, been in the moment like once in my life. So so it's just like this idea of being like this uncontrollable moment. Oh, it just happens. Like, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Yeah. There's steps. And. Yeah. Your lips met his or they didn't. And they did. Right. So that would like, how did that? <laughs> and and it wasn't just like a, you know, electric shock and then, ah, oh, oh, sorry. Ah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like they get there, but like it was definitely like just, I don't think, I don't buy it happening. I don't know. Willow is just like, she's so consumed with guilt and like there's no anger. Like, where's the anger? at Xander of like oh now that now. I'm in a happy healthy relationship yep. now you're seeing me like he even has that like I just I just feel like I'm seeing you for the first time and she like doesn't even hear that yeah you're an idiot dude and it's just this isn't this was an idiot some dumb white male let's just blame this on Joss every mm-hmm. every stupid thing we're just gonna say it was Joss I like that I like that a lot yeah yeah, because the you things that we've, it. like, hated about this have, like, through lines of misogyny in them. And that does feel like a Joss thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, the pitting the, pitting the girls against each other, like, misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. trope. Gross trope. They're like, I'm just seeing you for the first time. Yeah, never believing Buffy. I mean, friends should support friends. That doesn't feel like a, it's, like, sort of a misogynist thing because it's against a female, but... Yeah, I don't know. It just comes down to bad writing. It it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So maybe, uh, yeah, we're finding out that it it was not perfect. So, yay. Yay. Hey, hey, that's what the rewatch was for, right? It is. We find some favorites. We find some stuff where we're like, oh, yikes, that was not great. I remember why this isn't on my list of favorites. (laughs) I'm just going to enjoy Trick and move on. I like the way you think. Uh, you know, I try. In light of that, I think that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. And we hope you'll join us for a very special episode next time when we discuss season three, episode six, Band Candy. And I think that episode is going to be just my all-time most treasured favorite episodes that we do in the entire series. I think it's what that that's going to end up being. So. Listeners, you're going to want to check that one out for sure. If you're just too excited to wait until the next episode to chat, please send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also say hello to us on Instagram or TikTok at at tabularasabpod. I will once again one-up Ali's ask earlier to please leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us reach more people. If you could also... Uh, share this podcast with anybody who you think might be interested. That would also mean a lot as well. Allie, where can people find you on social media? 
People can find me on social media at DaughterPick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K on the Instagram. And you can find me on TikTok at Future Black Kent. And if you wish to hear more about my journey as an actress, what's going on in my life, all the things about the move to Atlanta, you can go find me at buymeacoffee.com slash Press. That's A-L-L-I-E. Press like press the button. You can also become a subscriber so you always get all the updates and you can send me a bit of money each month. If you just want to skip the blog and send me money, Venmo, Allie-Press. And Allie, just this week, you sent out a weekly update and it was very great to hear. I mean, I talk to you all the time, but it was still nice to read about. I really liked it. <laughs> You're a good writer. So everybody go do that. Okay. All of those social media handles are going to be in the description. Allie, I love you dearly. I love you. You vapid and whore. <laughs> this will be long, long in the past by the time this episode comes out, but I get to see you this week yeah. in person. I For get what? To Why? For what? Face. And what are we doing? Why? For my 30th birthday. Yeah, bitch. It's Take your birthday. And I'm making everyone who's coming to see me dress in a Taylor Swift theme. I'm a Swifty and I'm making it everyone's problem this year. So that's going to be really fun. But it'll have been way in the past. Still, if you want to give me a belated birthday present, uh, DM me for my address or, <laughs> you know, money at buy me a coffee. Anyway, love you. Make pro choices. I'll see you soon, Nick. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.